The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I have two awesome guests. One from AEW Dynamite and Rampage, QT Marshall joins us here on the Busted Open Podcast. And you don't want to miss this one. Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, the Good Brothers in studio right now on the Busted Open Podcast. He is the sports entertainer of the week. Mm. And I'm telling you, he's Jersey strong. He's a sharp dresser. And he's one of my favorite all-time wrestlers. And that is the great QT, Marshall. Sir, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? I mean, you gave me that introduction. I got a T-shirt on, you know. Uh, I didn't have any of my shirts pressed. And, you know, I I thought today was – it's a lousy day out here. So I figured today's a T-shirt day. And I'm always representing the factory, you know? I know you are. And that's fine. I, listen, I, look at me. I, I'm a mess. But I'm usually a mess. You, sir, sharp dresser. There is no doubt about it. But I appreciate you coming on the show this morning. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about a lot of cool things going on. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to be on Busted Open. It's my first time with Tommy, though. Tommy and I go way back, so I'm excited. What up, QT? I got What's a question on? for you because... Dave Uh-oh. says your name differently than I do. Can you mm-hmm. tell me or help me with this pronunciation of your name? Because I don't want to say it wrong. Well, uh, you know, Dave's got it right. It's Marshall. Yeah, thank you. Nice. Go. All right. So that's it. I mean, I understand. You look at it, you think of Penny Marshall. Mm-hmm. It's not Marshall. It's Marshall. Well, I right. just know as, as QT. As my mother told me, you know. Okay. I just know you as QT. So what's going on? What are you doing? Nothing. Getting ready to go to Dallas for Battle of the Belts and a live rampage. So just waiting on, uh, you know, the day to finish up so I can head to the airport and, you know, get ready to travel again. We were talking a lot. A lot of people are talking about last night's Dynamite. Some, of course, want to take the negative, which I do not like. But they're talking about this new giant. Uh, How do I say his name? Satnam Singh? Yeah, Satnam Singh, one in a billion. He was the first ever Indian-born uh, NBA draftee from from India, 
And, uh, you know, he's, he's really special. So I'm excited that they got him out there. And, you know, obviously I read some of the stuff that people were saying about him. Listen, he's brand new, you know, and you got to give him a chance, you know, and I think the, the best way to put someone out there is to put him out there with guys with a lot of experience and, you know, no one knows what he's going to do. It's not like he's going for the world title right now. So I like what you said already, one in a billion, because he was the first uh, Indian born player drafted for the NBA, correct? Yes. Yeah. Wow. He's got it tattooed on his arm, like right over here. Really? His humongous arm. <laughs> how, how, <laughs> compare, I, I know you, you've been up close uh, in helping him train as well as you were with uh, Shaq. Because Shaq is the biggest human being I've ever uh, been around. And I've wrestled uh, Kali. I've wrestled uh, Paul White. So um, how big is this guy compared to Shaq? Yeah, he's probably got an inch or two on Shaq. What? I mean, his wow. hands are just, yeah, his hands are, I mean, huge. I mean, no offense to Samoa Joe, but he's got a pretty big head. And, uh, <laughs> you know, his hands almost covered his whole entire head. So it was a pretty cool sight to see. You know, QT, uh, and obviously you're wearing the T-shirt for the factory representing, and I, I don't know if a lot of fans understand how much you do with a lot of the new talent that comes in and a lot of the crossover talent that comes in to AEW. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't brag about it because that's not the fun story that I want, you know. Um, I think, you know, Tommy could tell you when Double or Nothing first happened, I was the guy passing around bracelets for credentials uh you know and i I realized that pretty quickly that i could move up pretty fast if i just worked hard and kept my head down and that's kind of been my route to success in aew just don't really talk about what you're doing and just do it Mm -hmm. but uh, i wear a lot of hats including the one i'm wearing right now but (laughs) you know it's all fun i mean you know i don't tell this to tony but i'd probably end up doing it for free if they needed me to so uh you know, it's just a lot of fun and, you know, getting uh, some of the new talent in there and working with them and, you know, trying to help them as much as I possibly can. You know, you hear a lot of people say they want to come in and help the younger talent uh, and then they beat them on TV. <laughs> no, uh, I don't, do, you know, I genuinely do want to help out the younger talent um, because there's, a, I mean, that's the, you know, that's the future right there. So, um, you know, it's fun. And, and of course, I still need to train myself. So it's not like I'm just sitting in a chair watching. And you, I mean, dude, I've, I've known you for a long, long time, but your in-ring is so, so good. And that's because of the reps that you've been doing with the inexperienced talent, as well as then once you start dancing with guys who are more experienced, you get better. And I mean, you've, you've also overcome a lot between physical injury and, uh, you know, being told that you may not ever do this again to the point where, you know, you could take that as a negative or, wow, I'm just going to give up, but you didn't give up. You turned around your look and your work. So, I mean, that hard work has paid off for you, which is very, very cool. It's not cool if you're a heel for the backstory of it, but, you know, just like you said, I mean, in ECW, all of us did different things out of necessity because it needed, or, hey, I'll do it. And we weren't doing it for the pat on the back. We were doing it because we cared about the company that we work for. Yeah, I mean, you know, I always said this from the beginning. I'm going to work really hard so that way when I finally ask to wrestle, they can't say no. Uh, and then luckily, they, you know, luckily they had asked me first, so it, it kind of worked out. But like you said, I mean, the only way to get good at, you know, pro wrestling is to wrestle. Um, you know, obviously it helps if you're in front of bigger crowds. But at the end of the day, I think just getting those reps in, it really does help out. And, and I, I really pride myself on being able to work with anybody. And I think now that... Um, 
you know, now that I had the little program with Hook and uh, the match with Keith Lee and, and Swerve Strickland, I think it, it, it goes to show that not that they need my help to look good, but at least, you know, I'm not going to make them look bad. Let's put it that way. So, and I've always prided myself on that because uh, I just was taught that if you can make it, you know, the, the lowest guy on the card look good, that the main event guys are going to want to work with you. But uh, I've yet to see that too much, but you know, I'm still, you know, crossing my fingers. But you, you play that role perfectly QT. Like you're at the point now when you come out on that entrance ramp, the crowd just, immediately booze now whether that's you know northeast hate for a lot of people uh but you do you play that character absolutely perfect and i loved what you do and what you've done with hook i think it's really taken hook to that next level because you need that partner you need that person and i think you've done a tremendous job well thanks Dave. yeah i i genuinely don't mind being hated uh you know that i get a lot of you have go away heat and, um, or someone called it home heat on Twitter yesterday. And I said, is that, you know, the people at home that can't afford tickets? Cause when <laughs> I go out there, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like go away heat when the whole entire crowd is chanting QT sucks. So obviously I'm doing something right. I, I went through a similar issue when I was in ring of honor. Um, I had a match with somebody and I remember talking to, you know, delirious at the time and saying like, I think, you know, we're kind of honest something. He didn't understand what I meant. And then when I told him like, well, I'm in there with one of your best baby faces and the crowd is chanting that I suck, you know, that, and it's not just when I'm on offense. So that usually means something. And that doesn't mean I should be a top guy, but it does mean that you can help, you know, get your other guys over by putting them in there with me, you know, and that's kind of the role that I always wanted. Um, you know, so like I said, I don't complain about the wins and losses as much as everyone else does. I'm just happy to be out there. And like I said, if I can uh, elevate some other talent, you know, in the process, then I think I'm doing my job because at the end of the day, as much as, you know, everyone wants to be a world champion. And, and of course I do as well, but you know, my other job behind the scenes is much more important and the future of the company is much more important to me. Uh, I always am under the guise, any great heel can keep their heat or get their heat back. And that's when, wins and losses don't matter because if you are hated they will continue to hate you um if you're a baby face and you always lose sometimes you need to get a victory because you're always letting your people down but as a heel any any great heel can get a loss and just you know uh i look at uh mjf how he bitches and moans and it wasn't a pin or you know, even with Kevin Owens talking about his ass kicking from Steve Austin, he's like, I, I went in that match hurt. You make excuses for why you lost. And right away, boom, the people are like, no, you lost because you're a jerk or you weren't good enough. But in your mind, you, you know, you have an excuse. That's that's pro wrestling 101. Yeah, I kind of feel that way when it comes to some of our veterans like Billy Gunn. I mean, we talk about this a lot with him. He's still Billy Gunn. So if you beat him, I mean, the next night he's still going to get a huge reaction. And I. I'm not comparing myself to him by any means, but like you said, in the heel manner, um, I think I am at that point where you could kind of beat me every night and it's really not going to matter too much, which, you know, I don't want to get beaten every night, but at the same time, uh, you know, I think I've, I'm, I'm at that level. So I hope so at least. Uh, hey, um, and also when you win, people are just going to get as pissed. Exactly. When I, I win, wish... it's like a Bigfoot sighting because you, you, you don't really <laughs> see it a lot and then you're not sure if you really did see it, but that's a whole other yeah. story. That's wow. what uh, Winning is what we plan on doing Saturday, you know, at New Japan. I'm pretty excited about that. So, you know, it's my nice little segue into that. But uh, is this your first you know, time working with them? 
Yeah, so we nice. we did some we did a our debut where we offered Carl Fredericks um, an opportunity to join the factory, and if, he said no. I, I don't know why, but he made a mistake, and now we're gonna have a trios match to you know in Chicago for their pay per view. It'll be my first time in a New Japan ring, which wow. to me is like a a huge um, accomplishment because I was told. Like, you know, we've talked about this, but I was told I would never work New Japan. And uh, this is the first step to getting to the actual Japan is to work New Japan strong. So I'm pretty excited. And, uh, you know, I think the fans are going to be in for a real treat because um, I plan on doing some stuff that we normally don't see in AEW. But there's just something about working New Japan as opposed to AEW or NXT or any of these other places that you get a little more street credibility with the uh, with the Internet fans. So kind of excited. I agree. And also, QT, I, I guess you can kind of pat yourself on the back a little bit, too. There were a lot of doubters with you, and a lot of people didn't think you'd be able to make it. And you have. And you have in a big way. You're on national TV each and every week. You're you're crossing off something off your own personal bucket list, like wrestling in New Japan. Like, do you take the time to to appreciate like what you've been able to accomplish and kind of give yourself a little bit of a pat on the back? Um, not really. Only because, you know... I really just, you know, try to look forward to more stuff in the future. Um, and I really don't have time to sit back and relax and, and enjoy everything. But at the same time, I mean, I'm enjoying it in the moment. And when I'm out there, I really try to get lost out there and, and you know, just soak up every bit of it. But at the same time, you know, um, like I said, I, I really like the narrative that uh, I swear I'd never use that word. But um, I really like this story that, you know, I'm just Cody's friend that he gave an opportunity to and he pushed for me and he did everything in his power to get me to succeed. That's the story I like to tell. And um, that's the one that makes fans hate me. So that's the one I'm going to go with, Dave. Especially now. <laughs> Especially now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially now. Now he left me in the dust. And then, uh, you know, I, I remember when, you know, everything first happened, everyone was like, putting up memes of me being locked out of the house and stuff. And that's how my career in AEW is going to be. Uh, Pretty exciting stuff, you know. Um, when you look at AEW, and, and Tommy and I talked about this a lot during the pandemic, I thought AEW did a phenomenal job, um, especially at Daly's Place. You know, one of the best matches that I've ever seen was that Lights Out match between Thunder Rosa and Dr. Britt Baker. That was in front of no fans. The only people in attendance were the AEW roster. And now you're coming out of it jam-packed houses. Talk about that transition, like what you had to deal with during the pandemic and then now coming out of it and being probably bigger than you were before the pandemic. Yeah, so this is going to sound bad, but the pandemic was the greatest thing that ever happened in my career. And, you know, it obviously was terrible for the world and the country and, you know, everybody um, and wrestling and wrestling fans. And, you know, it was it wasn't great for them, but. I've been wrestling in front of nobody at wrestling schools for 15 years. So to get out there and, and be able to have those opportunities when we're filming dark for, you know, three, four hours at a time and just getting those reps in and really, you know, um, I guess proving that I'm reliable, right? Like, I guess more than anything, I'm reliable. I'm, and I'm somebody that you could put out there on live TV and you're not really going to have to worry. Uh, I might not be the most exciting, right? Like I know I get a lot of the, you're boring and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to mess up. You know, I'm not going to be put on uh, botchamania or anything like that, at least when I'm doing something. Um, and I take a lot of pride in that. And I was able to prove that during the pandemic. Now, the scary part was coming back to a live audience. 
Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm reading Twitter and those fans. And then you wonder, like, what's going to happen when we actually go to a building with, you know, with a real audience. And the first time we did was, besides Jacksonville, was Miami. Um, I did the South Beach strap match with Cody. And I just remember I went out there before the live show to kind of, you know, cut a little promo beforehand, get a little heat. Also, it, it saved some time on the show that I didn't get an entrance. And, you know, I was able to, I was able to really feel that how much the fans hated me and uh, how they were going to be that night. And that was a huge relief, you know, uh, a lot of stress off my back to know that, you know, they weren't going to walk away. They weren't going to, like, I remember the one guy had the QT equals piss break sign. <laughs> I want, and I told him before the show, just go take a piss, man. <laughs> like you're, you're really ruining the person's uh, view behind you. You know what I mean? Like uh, if that's how you really feel. And uh, of course that's not how he felt. He just wanted to try to get under my skin. Yeah. So it was pretty exciting um, for me personally. And then of course, just for everybody. And our fans are some of the best fans out there. You know, they're very, they're very forgiving as well. Um, at least the ones in the live arenas, you know, the ones on Twitter, they're, they're going to be who they are. But the ones in the live arena are really fun. They have a great time. Sometimes they sit through almost five hours of wrestling. So it, it, it's pretty exciting. I'm excited that they're back. And, you know, we just keep putting sold out houses. So Yeah, I, man, we, we talk to Tony all the time on this show. And we have more callers calling in and saying, I was at AEW and what a great time I had. Uh, you know, we, we did it today as well. And, and that. I can feel made me want to be there. Mate, I love that adrenaline rush from the crowd because it's such a great relationship, but everybody, it comes across so, so much on television and, you know, right place, right time. And also the stuff that you said about the pandemic, there are a lot of wrestlers who say the same thing because they had that opportunity. Um, and then there's also wrestlers that didn't do so well during the pandemic. I'm talking about not knowing how to work without fans there. And sure. it did hurt their career as well. So uh, it's cool, man. You, you've really progressed and, you know, keep up the good work. Uh, one last question, QT, and thanks so much for the time. And I, I'm glad that you're, we're seeing, I think, the fans seeing a different side of you than just the side that we see on TV. And congratulations on New Japan. Now, I think it's important. But you mentioned social media. And let me ask you about social media really quick because I get caught up in social media. I think everybody does because it's so instant. Is it just the breeding ground for negative comments or is there a positive way as a wrestler to use social media? Um, I think there is a positive way, you know, to really, I mean, obviously being a successful wrestler uh, from what I've seen, you know, uh, is having that connection with your audience, right? Yeah. And Twitter obviously is a great way to connect with each and every fan. Problem is that a lot of them are negative and they're negative because there's no repercussions. You know what I mean? Like, it's like me talking behind someone's back, you know, I can do that all day. And then when they confront me, you know, face to face, then there's an issue, but to confront me through social media or anything like that, it's kind of, you know, again, there's no repercussions. Like I think who, who was it? Mike Tyson said that no one's ever been punched in the face before. So that's why. And, and I believe it. Um, so you can't let that bother you. I try to have fun with it. You know, when people come after me and stuff, I just, again, I, I try to make a positive out of it. And also it's a little easier being a, a heel on TV. Mm -hmm. um, the baby faces out there that, you know, the people are really, you know, getting on them, you know, you just got to stick to your guns and, you know, just 
just uh, keep riding, you know, keep riding the wave and eventually something will happen or just turn heel like me. It, it seems to be a lot easier. Um, also, also, I don't have Twitter on my phone. Like when I want to go on Twitter, I have to actually go to the app store and then click the button again. It just your life is so much better when you're not, you know, on those apps, just surrounded by negativity. Um, there's enough negativity in the world anyway. So why do it to yourself? And then on top of it, I know there's a lot of people and I'm guilty of it too, that will vanity search. It's even worse. Now you're just, you know, looking for the punishment. So, you know, you just, you try to go above and beyond and not worry about that stuff. And again, what we do and what I've learned uh, from the people that, you know, have taught me is we have to worry about the, the paying customer, the person that comes into the building each and every night. And if, again, if I walk out there and they all get up and leave, then I know we're doing something wrong. But, um, when, you know, when someone's music hits and that place goes through the roof, then obviously they're doing something right. You know, uh, last night with Satinum, there was a lot of quiet, you know, when he first came out. But that could be that they're in shock of how big he is. You don't know what it is, you know. And if you go after or if you try to just read what, you know, four people say on Twitter, uh, you know, thank God. I hope he's not reading it. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm going to talk to him today about it and just make sure he understands that that's not real. The live audience is real and that's the people that we need to cater to because I know as a fan when I'm home and I'm watching something no matter what it is baseball football and that audience is going crazy I'm getting more excited at yeah so it's true you know and that's just how it works QT thank you so much for the time don't be so much of a stranger we need to get you on more often my friend whatever you want man I'm excited I I won most talkative in high school so as you can tell I love you it know, it's one of the things I like to do I love it sports entertainer of the week QT Marshall hey everyone Lindsay Rhodes here getting set for the NFL draft coming up right around the corner if you like me are counting down the days then you're gonna love my podcast it's called the NFL Roadshow it's every Thursday and we are deep in the weeds of the draft these days talking to experts about the prospect, what your team needs, draft philosophies, team building strategies, all the good stuff that makes us smarter football fans. Hope you'll check it out. Subscribe and listen wherever you stream your podcasts. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The Good Brothers joining us here on Busted Open. The here we are. The mood has definitely changed. I love it. They cool saunter in. They got the two sweets up. We're two sweeting. Our glasses on inside. Yeah. My, yeah everybody my, downstairs was laughing at us. But my jean jacket, great. my collar's popped. <laughs> Tommy's looking at me like I'm a, like a real asshole, don't I? <laughs> that's, that's, that's a way to come out of the gate with an asshole bomb right on Busted Open. Well, I heard I heard, I heard Dave Cuss. I did. It's satellite Dave's got great energy today. I heard he's not been having a great day. It, I love the enthusiasm. I mean, the last he had just last the last segment. We allowed to call it a segment. The Listen, last segment, you're just laughing so hard. WWE, you can say whatever you want on Busted. Oh, well, it's a heck of a last segment. <laughs> wow, heck, easy. All right, <laughs> with the language. Okay, we have, your ass, we have kids. We have kids it? listening yeah, right heck now. Of a, easy. Heck of a last segment. Thanks uh, for having us. Yes. No, thank you Absolutely. for coming on with us. And you, you do. You guys do look cool. Talk like when you're, me. you know, you're here in the streets That's of New York City. You're walking in the serious except like. I'm sure heads turn because, especially outside our studios, well, <laughs> people are people expect celebrities to be walking in, right? And you guys walking in oh. with the sunglasses on, the ball. See, this is yeah. that's how you wear a baseball cap, Tommy. Reverse. Get the reverse you baseball reverse cap. Look at that, yeah, man. You gotta stay hip. I mean, Machine Gun's got designer glasses on. I Talk have glasses me. on that I stole off my indie wrestler friend's head Saturday night when I had too many beers. <laughs> that's the least for my free, wife too. So. <laughs> I don't ever say I, I I did buy like a four hundred dollar pair of glasses once, and of course they lasted. And you left them in the hotel. That I left night. them in Dallas one happens. time, and then the the guy the promoter shipped them back to me, I, and then I lost them. Yeah, I, I, I even, I, so I ten dollar sunglasses. My wife buys them, then I I'm steal them. I'm not allowed to buy them because they're just gone into thin air. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't matter when you're a celebrity like you are. Four hundred dollar pair of glasses. Who cares? It's Dave, nothing. Well, can, sadly, can we, we don't. We should. Can we can, <laughs> can we come in studio every day and let you just just, yeah, just put us over like this? <laughs> Did Talk either of us. you guys have the original Randy Savage Oakleys? I can tell you Gallows probably did. I know. And I'll well, you know them, though, right? Because my dad would be like, oh, hell to the no on that. So <laughs> I probably had some Folkleys that maybe were bought down in Times Square, which, you know, it covers the base. But I had a pair of pink ones oh, yes. and uh, fluorescent green. And I sat on my pink ones and <laughs> ruined them does with my giant Tommy Dreamer does ass. Does 1992 Tommy Dreamer roll into the building in Oakley's? Oh, I think yes. You, Guaranteed. Coolest man walking. Z- Zubas were around, but it was sweatpants. It was tank tops, sun- sunglasses, fanny packs. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love 
had it all. I'm you know, waiting for yeah. Zubaz to come it. back and stop. <laughs> well, we, we got a bunch of pair of the of the Zubaz, right? They're called Zubaz, Zubaz, Zubaz yeah. from uh, from Ribera in, in Tokyo. But finally, they stopped giving them to us because they. We, well, we, we went too many times. We, a lot of guys, wrestlers, go, "My God, I get to go to Ribera for the first time." But when you go every single week, they go, "I mean, all right. <laughs> we kept asking for a jacket. They run out of things to give to you, right? Like the meat and the wine. We kept asking for clothes, and they go, "Oh, Anderson Gallo, you." Many, many, no more. Oh, yeah. sorry. Let me finish. <laughs> Maybe take home uh, food. Yeah, yeah, yeah something. Yeah. No more. Corn soup to go. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys have been everywhere and have wrestled everywhere. Um, and now you have a home with Impact Wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, you can watch Impact Wrestling every Thursday night on Access TV. Also, I have the subscription on YouTube as well. Um, Ultimate Insiders. Dude, I'm telling you. Uh, and in a lot of ways, and Tommy and I were just having this discussion before the show. Actually, and Kyle, who's one of our videographers, it's one of the best shows on TV. And yeah. I I'm really feel like we need to scream it out a little bit more on our airwaves because I don't think enough people know about Impact. But consistently, yeah. more than any other show, I think you guys put on a great show every week. And, and, you know, I heard you guys earlier because I am a fan of Busted Open, but I heard you talking about— Well, if you're listening to today's show earlier, I'm sorry. Well, Even better. <laughs> a great point that I heard that—, that Fucking things and, don't work. <laughs> Microphone don't work. Headphones don't work. Don't, work. don't have a fucking computer that works. Please don't get them started, guys. I mean, Jay, this is better than anything I had to yeah. say. Are you kidding me? Yeah, this is much better. <laughs> no, but we were talking, you guys were talking earlier about diversity in these professional mm -hmm. wrestling companies, but you look at what Impact's doing right now. You look at, especially, man, the last six, eight months, the content coming out, the television product, the pay-per-views, from the intergender matches to the whole wrestling world from every company everywhere coming in. We just did the multiverse of matches in, uh, in Dallas, Texas. And, I mean, I'm telling you, you can see everything that is professional wrestling under one roof right now with Impact Wrestling, and that's what we love about it, man. Yeah, and no, I, I think, you know, Impact sometimes doesn't, doesn't get the credit it deserves. Right. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I think people see us now, and they see us at Impact. They see that we're having fun. They realize yeah. that, you know, pro wrestling is our first love, right? Yeah. That's what we've always loved yeah. and always wanted to do. And they see us doing this at a high level and having so much fun. I think they're like, "Wow, what what the fuck are they doing over there? Are they having let's let's go see what they're doing." Like so we, we get text messages. We get a lot from of guys, weird calls and messages. How is that? Like some go, some like great. top guys and top guys in this business that message us and ask about it. And sometimes we do these interviews and we make up things about who's coming in and who's not. But you know, we're gonna wish it into existence. <laughs> yeah. AJ Styles is debuting next week. I think Randy, I think Randy Orton's gonna come over soon yeah, too. Sure. You know, I mean, we've talked about Cesaro joining in the club and creative. So uh. yeah, now, now, there we go. <laughs> Come on in, Claudio. And there's a spoiler from <laughs> Tommy Dreamer. Are you have you, you mentioned the word fun? Are you having fun right now? We're having fun, man. We've been we did media all day yesterday, and we leaned on Ross, our our media guy, all day. But like for us, 20 years in the Mid Hudson Coliseum, there's so much history in that building. There's so much history in Poughkeepsie. We've never appeared there as an act, and a statistician told me that I've never appeared there under the same name. And one of the last times I appeared there, I was the big XLG, where my wrestling dad and friend Tommy Dreamer yelled at me for 10 minutes for hitting Scott Steiner with a chair, which could have gotten me killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Dave, we're having fun. Good. It's, it's, it's been, the t I think these last two years God, have probably right. been, besides like our, you know, the Bullet Club and New Japan years. But you know, our you know our time in WWE was fun too. Like we we made it fun. You know, and sometimes when you go to TV or whatever, we force it's, fun sometimes. Yeah, I, I think no matter what, the, the, I think the reason why we work so well is that. We enjoy being around each other, yeah. right? We're like brothers, so yeah. we are brothers. Business partners, so best buddies. We enjoy brothers. we enjoy being around each other a little bit too much, probably. Yeah. 
I mean, the only thing that can make Impact a little more fun, I've been saying this in every interview, so I'm going to keep pushing it. We need to sneak back into that overseas market. We need to see Impact Wrestling back in the U.K. When I was in TNA years ago, it was one of the hottest places we ever went. And every time we talk to somebody from over there, they go, when is it coming back? So, Scott Demore, for me, your friend, Drew Hankinson, let's go on a U.K. tour, please. Same with Japan. We uh, tore 100%. it up when we went. Uh, we did a BFG there. Yep. Um, you guys came to Corican and did BFG because we were yep. in Japan at the time. Oh, yeah. It's time to get back. Co-host also, Bub, Co-host um, Bubba, I think, uh, like lit one of our shirts on fire in the ring or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be- yeah, yeah. Because sometimes Festus Brain kicks in. It's the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. No, We've been no, trying. Not the Mid-South Coliseum. I said which... Mid-Hudson Coliseum. Okay, well, you were combining uh, New Orleans with... Uh, Upstate, My so yeah, he's never been, leaves New Orleans. He's been calling. He's been calling it a different name for two days, well, yeah, we but we know what, what you called. mean. We Historic, because really you'll appreciate this. I yes. think I may have told you this before. That's where they did Land of a Thousand Dances, right on that very stage. You uh, walked out on that. That's also where um, King Kong Bundy and now Big John Stud uh, broke uh, cut Andre's hair. And there's a lot of famous things had happened in that room where Money Inc. beat the Steiners for the titles. Oh, there's a bigger behind the scenes that I'll tell you off camera. I can't wait to hear that. And, uh, really want to so, hear that. There you go. <laughs> money Inc. was, is that Ted DiBiase? And money, IRS? money, 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 money. Mike Rotunda. Yeah. Yes. Mike Rotunda, yep. Yeah, I remember too, because I, so I grew up in North Carolina, so I, mean, full blown, I, was, I was a full blown NWA guy my yeah. whole life, right? And then. I turned into a WWE guy. Right? See, I was I grew up in Jersey, and I was an NWA guy, not a WWF guy. In yeah. Jersey, where did you go Same. watch wrestling in Jersey? At the Meadowlands. At the Meadowlands. At the Meadow at the Meadowlands, and this is why I always say it's probably one of the more underappreciated buildings mm-hmm. in pro wrestling. Is that I was able to watch. You could go see WWF, obviously, but they had AWA and NWA cards. Yes. Uh, at the Meadowlands. That's cool. That's, yeah. yeah. So I saw. And Tommy and I were both there. We, were we saw the Flair, show, we Flair and Steamboat. I saw Flair and Harley Race. I saw the Road Warriors against NWA the Koloffs. Like the that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it's it pretty the cool. First time, yeah. it was the first time the Road Warriors ever came up north. Up north, right? It was insane, yeah. and they came out to Iron Man. That's insane. I remember like jumping Insanity. up and down. Wish I was with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, my, you were a yeah. young. You weren't even born. Probably that was a twinkle in a, in, a, in a young man's eye, maybe. Oh, my, also, my, too, yeah. and I, I, it's going to sound like I'm blowing smoke up their asses, Tommy, and mm-hmm. that you're going to accuse me of this, and the nation will too. Dude, they both look. They they get younger as the. How is that oh, possible? Dang. Like yeah, I'm come, saying, like, in like look out. Fifteen years ago, he looked like he was forty five. Well, and now he looks like fifteen. How is that possible? And now he is forty five. <laughs> well, that's not true. But I am the Benjamin Button of pro wrestling. So thank you, Dave. No, I think we both are. I think... And to the rest of you, be gone. No matter what people think, we take care of ourselves. You got you got to keep it tight somewhere. You know. A long time ago, in a land far, far away, I got an eight by ten and a VCR tape of a sure young did. wrestler, and uh, I remember asking him how old he was when he told me how 19, old were you, sir. <laughs> Oh, did, didn't, yeah. And he had the full-blown George Costanza hair. And I was like, what? How, you're an adult? I thought he was like a 30-year-old guy. I thought I was hiring somebody in the developmental system that was way too young, uh, old to be in there. John Laurinaitis literally goes, we got too many guys with bald heads. Grow <laughs> your hair in. I said, sir, I don't think it'll grow. And he goes, we'll do it anyway. <laughs> and then he saw me. I, you booked me as an extra. So he so saw you in a, month, a couple I'm months later. I'm wearing my dad's suit. Yeah. And I got George Costanza hair. 
<laughs> and I walk in, and this is the epitome of knowing what a wrestling rib is and appreciating his humor now because he, he walked up and he, he grabbed the lock of it. And he goes, oh, it's coming in nice. <laughs> and I thought... No woman will ever touch me ever again. <laughs> How old were you? I was 20. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we had QT Marshall on uh, before, and I was asking about the pandemic and AEW during the pandemic and what a great job that they did at a very, very tough time. I have to say the same for you two. Like, you talk about having fun. You guys made fun out of a really difficult time with your with with, with the podcast, with the pay-per-views, like... Yeah. You know, did you say, all right, we got time. Let's do something we, different. We, well, you know, a lot of guys, and, you know, I've, I've been in and out of a lot of wrestling companies. So for him, that had never happened. But for me, the second we got the call, I hung up and I booked us in Peru. I didn't know the world was going to shut down. <laughs> and I called him. I go, we're getting this much from Peru. Then we're going to Costa Rica. He goes, what in the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I said, and we're going to spoof us getting let go. And we're going to make our own pay-per-view in my yard. And he goes, I can't talk to you about this right now. Hangs up. But you got to keep moving and that's what it yeah. is and we made fun out of it and, and i always laugh because we do these interviews and everybody talks about how bad the pandemic was and he always says it was my favorite time in all of pro wrestling because For we're sure. doing impact and then we're going to AEW, hanging out with our buddies and at the time you go to the same hotel you hang out and catering after the show's over you have a couple beers we're kind of having the time of our lives in the middle of this shutdown of the entire world. So we did have a lot of fun. It was easily the most fun I've ever had in my career, <laughs> wow. besides like our New Japan times. But the pandemic stuff was, I, I mean, mean go, going to Jacksonville with, with and hanging with our boys, the Young Bucks and yeah. Kenny, those are, are you, we forget yeah. how close we are to those guys. But once you start laughing again, it's like when yeah. I see you after a year. But like then you start immediately laughing. But that, I, I think Impact Wrestling did an amazing job in Nashville, yeah. you know, during the pandemic and being able to just, you know, wrestle in front of nobody, which... I learned to love because there was no. I had no pressure, brother. So it's just like I was. I wasn't nervous. I knew I, I didn't have to worry about getting re, the reactions that I. You, you know, sometimes you worry. You do it. You do a match, right? And you get these these pops that you want at the end of the match. Well, sometimes they're not. They're not the pop you want. Well, when nobody's in there. You just know it's good. He would always go, well, I know it was good. I, yeah. go, I mean, I don't, I don't need so to hear anybody debatable. tell me it wasn't good. It was good. <laughs> so I love, I love COVID wrestling. I know wrestling. it was great. I go, well, so I mean, let's bring it back. else I can say to you. <laughs> don't, don't say that. Yeah, please, God. I will, I, but, you know, for you, you're, you're telling these great stories about seeing your friends and being able to be around them. For most of us, we weren't able to do that. Like, yeah. you know, and yeah. for me... Like here we are. We I was coming in here every day when the equipment actually worked. But I would come in here. I would come in here every every day, and then everything got shut down. And now I'm working from my house. And I remember watching your show, and I'm thinking to myself, like, God, they're having fun, smiles. And and Tommy, you were involved in that as yeah, well. Yeah. And it, and it, and it, it was so unnormal the show that it actually brought some normalcy to a lot of our to a lot of fans that were watching it and people loved it Worst like it was absurd ever. it was absurd <laughs> and and people really enjoyed it so thank you uh for being able to do I, that during a really tough time i remember you guys having us on during that and i was like oh bubba's gonna hate hearing about this <laughs> because he's a very serious wrestler and a bad guy wrestling heel and i thought they're gonna hate it but a lot of the veteran guys who were senior to us they popped for it because they got the sense of humor behind it, and we were winking at everybody. We weren't making fun of anything. It was a big yeah, wink. fuck, we're just having fun. You know? My favorite part of all of that, uh, he's the producer, Gallows is the main producer, <laughs> and he takes a booking to go be an actor on Heels yeah, that was part during two. that shoot for part two. Yeah. And I'm like, I get there early. The only person who's walking around his house is Virgil, which is a whole other story. <laughs> I thought he was going to AEW. Yeah. Who thought yeah, he was it? in AEW, and I'm telling him that, yeah, this is AEW, 
and we're in we're in Gallo's backyard, oh. um, as well as Gallo's has signs everywhere. Go anywhere but not upstairs. And of course, Virgil's Everyone's going upstairs. upstairs. Yeah. But I'm like asking, um, <laughs> I'm asking where he is. Like, oh well, I, I won't be. <laughs> he tells me I won't be there. I'm working on heels. I was like, what is wrong with I you? I gotta this take a crossbody off the like top I'll say, at 5 yeah. p.m. Sorry. So, <laughs> so G- G- Gallo's you know, doing those pay-per-views. Were, it was hard to work. It was fun, but it was hard. Yeah, that's right? why he won't let and us so, do another one. Right? So he forced us into part two, and then he goes, anyways, guys, uh, I gotta. I gotta do an acting booking. Like he's a like he's an actor for yeah. fuck's sake. Well, you know? I like mean, I got Mel go- Gibson yeah. Gallows well, here. Well, like yeah. I was sitting right behind Will Smith when the slap heard around the world. <laughs> I said, "Well, get up there, get dude. Up. You're the one that egged them on. Said, get up there, Will. You can't Son of us. a bitch! I knew it because when they first showed him, Tommy. See, I knew that. I said this to you I was last the week. Guy I, see, because I said this to you and you didn't believe me. He was laughing when that joke first came out. He was laughing. Of course he was. And then the camera goes I off him, him and then he's going. It was him. He was egging him on. See that you all you have to do is get that actor's guild no, card, actors and you like, get so you get access to everything. Will and hey. I, we have SAG insurance. It's no big deal. Listen, I, I can't lie. If I'm sitting in front row, somebody jokes about my wife, I start laughing my ass off. Oh, she's sticking you. I look over and she she gives me that look. I'm like, oh shit, I better slap this fool. I gotta say something. I better I'm do say something. something. I'm gonna have a long week. Oh, I got week. some heat, baby. <laughs> we have a full bank of phone calls of people let's who want to talk to. The let's hear it. So let's try to get to as many phone calls as possible. God, I hope it's goodbye. Bob. No, Bob is gone. We got Nick and Sheboygan. Nick, what's going on, buddy? Good morning, good brothers. How are you? What's up, Nasty brother? Nick. What's up, baby? I've been a long-time loyal hoot for a couple of years now. Oh, now I'm, I'm enjoying Talking Shop featuring Dave LaGreca. Yes. The only thing missing, actually, the last time you guys were on, um, I called in the next day and said, you guys got to have them back on as soon as possible. <laughs> but enough of me chasing the hug. Oh, we're hugging you. Um, it's okay. You're here. We're hugging hug. you, baby. <laughs> what I uh, I was gonna request impressions, but like you guys already fulfilled that request. I can't stop. I sorry. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of toothless stone cold. Got to hear some. <laughs> the toothless stone cold ain't coming up here, and this motherfucker on bust that open. What? <laughs> hey, Don Callis said, dude, he, he heard Toothless Stone Cold the first time I ever. said, imagine he... if Stone Cold's teeth fell out. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what the fuck going on up in this dumb bitch right now? What? I mean, he's rich. He's not going to lose his teeth. But if he did, it'd be a problem. <laughs> oh. I never saw that one. That's great. I come back right here. What? I said, no me a cold beer. What? <laughs> I got cramp. Fuck. Let me mark out for Stone Cold on their radio I show love, for a minute. I love the fact that we're <laughs> literally millions of people listening, and we're just popping for ourselves on the conversation. Hey, hey Toothless Stone Cold, you like, you like bang energy drinks? Oh, I'd love to have myself a pina colada bang energy drink up in this motherfucker. <laughs> oh. Oh. Nick, way, you started it. Uh, you started it. There's right, a pay Asking you shall receive. There's a pay-per-view. <laughs> just talking shop right now. I'm, I'm in my glory. Stone uh, Cold, where, where's that pay-per-view? <laughs> oh, that show bitch is up in Poughkeepsie, 80 miles north of the fucking city. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything hurts. <laughs> I'm stupid laughing and on air. Get yourself in the car. Take a fucking drive. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design 
by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.